Friends, my name is Dane Miller. And I'm now Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. Welcome back. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we find questions either online or from our wonderful listeners such as yourself and we answer them. On the topics of sex and dating. Well, you already said we're a sex and dating advice podcast, so I figured that <laughs> I know. was clear. I just always, I just always wait for it. Um, I like to shake it up, you know. I like to do things. Let me smang it, girl. Let me smash and bang it. Let me smang it, girl. Oh, this is our musical episode. So uh, this is our musical episode. Welcome. We're gonna do what Riverdale does, and just every now and then, just be like, Tumblr likes it when when we when we sing, right? All right, cool. We're just gonna do a singing exist. Uh, I mean, uh, did I age myself? Is just TikTok now? Yeah. Well, the thing is, like. Tumblr loves us. They like I've kind of lost the amount of things they love us for. They love when we start the episode slow. They mm-hmm. like when they can hear the cat. But come on, who doesn't uh, yep. love my awful jokes? God, they just can't get enough of them. Can't get enough. Um, can't get enough of those little boys. Yeah. They hate when I said I'm Nile Spine. They didn't like that at all. That was a no go. <laughs> that was a no go. Yeah, um, we did get canceled for a while for your spine related jokes. Yeah, which, to be fair, I didn't even fucking intend, so thanks, Tumblr. The spiny you guys for that. Um, All right, come on. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Uh, This is by user deleted. How to prevent having an obvious boner when we get close together while flirting? (laughs) This sounds like, already sounds like it's been written by an alien. (laughs) (laughs) But please, come on. That's it. That's the question. Yeah, that's it. I don't have any any details. That's it. Okay, cool. Um, so can you give it to me one more time? Just how to prevent having an obvious boner when we get close together while flirting. Like, I need to know what you consider flirting, my man. Like, are you touching? Are you literally just like talking to each other and you're just fucking like, how old are you? Because that also has a bearing. I think if you're a 14 year old boy with with raging hormones coursing through your veins and everything gives you an erection then okay mm-hmm. i understand that but if you're like a 40 year old man who can't talk to a woman without becoming erect that also seems to be a problem i like i also like if you you're wanna, i'm gonna open the door for you well no this is this is how it works i say it you go first um but i will add to what you were saying there are definitely situations where it's like if you're on a date and you're like arm around each other and you're you know in a bar and you've had a few drinks and you're like flirting it's kind of okay if you have a boner if you're of age and you're at an appropriate like time and whatever, like I, I imagine in a lot of situations, it doesn't really matter if they notice that you have a boner in some situations, such as when you're a kid, it's always going to be mortifying. So be aware of that too. If you just started talking to someone that's super intimidating to be like, look at my boner. And like three, if it becomes an issue for other people around you who aren't involved, I also think that's weird. You know, like how obvious is this boner? I think like, are you at the beach? That that's always a fear. Are there are there children nearby? Are there children? Are you flirting next to a playground? Because dude, doesn't matter how much you guys know each other, you gotta strap that boy down. I'm going to wager that this is a younger man 
I, I'm going to hope that you are in the high school sphere where, you know, trying to contain your erections is as futile as trying to, to count every grain of sand on a beach. Like, it's just not going to happen. You have no control over it. Your dick has a mind of its own, and it will get hard for whatever goddamn reason it wants. That's just... Mm. That's just what being a teenage boy is. Some things you can do is make sure you don't wear sweatpants. Because let me yeah, tell you, that, that'll be a fucking. I was going to go straight to that. Sweatpants are they don't they don't even just show your boner. They display your boner. They accentuate your boner. Like your boner would probably be less obvious if you weren't wearing anything. Um. Yes. Sorry. The sounds my phone. The fuck um, is that, Dan? The fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I made it's a like funny joke, well- and you start clicking away on your phone. Sorry, I'm silencing it so it doesn't ruin the thing. But, but ironically, you ruined it anyway. Uh, I mean, but Tinder loves it. Or not Tinder, Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what they T- won't Tinder love? Loves My it. wilting boner right now. It's wilting and you can see it because I'm wearing sweatpants. Well, there you go. Just have someone constantly negging you while you're mm-hmm. flirting someone. Are you not yeah. into degradation play that have someone just like, are you like me and hate having people touch your nipples? Just have someone, have your best friend hiding his his hands under your shirt. And every time he notices a little, a little stiffness in the pants region, he just gives your, your nipples a little tweak. Now yeah, this won't work. If you're really into nipple play, this will <laughs> make mm-hmm. it much worse for you. Yeah. You gotta, so clothing I think is very essential, right? We all learn the little adjustments and tricks of the trade as to where to put your boner. So it's not obvious as you grow up, yeah. they're gonna have glasses of milk, times and places, put them right in there. You know, freeze the milk. Then it's like, what's bone or what's ice? What's milk? No one knows. Yeah, it, you got to <laughs> invest in some some pants that, one, aren't skin tight so that your dick shape isn't always visible, but mm-hmm. two, have enough rigidity to them. Uh, rigid, rigidness? Rigidity, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. sure. Rigidity? I, I don't, I don't know. Um, um, rigidity is a social construct. <laughs> And and it's uh you know that that will give your your dick space to grow, but won't let it really sort of you know be like, hey, yo, Forge. look at me. Um, yeah, it'll, so it'll like tie it down a little bit. Maybe get really into yoga so that when you start feeling it, just hit like a, a cool warrior pose, with the one where you like cross your leg. You know what I mean? So you, so you've got like you've got something to to cover over it. Maybe always have a very cool like really long hanging uh, messenger bag. That you can just kind of casually slide mm-hmm. across the old, the old dicker well, room. That's the thing. It's like if you have a t-shirt or a jumper, it'll probably go down low enough that it'll like obscure it somewhat. Again, unless you're wearing like those gray boner amplifying sweatpants. You know, if you're at the beach, wear a second pair underneath. There you go. Do you have a mortifying boner story from high school? No, not really. Oh, so I. Lit, like I, it never really like came to pass that it was terrifying, but uh, in the moment it was like just the fear because we were waiting to get into science class, so we're all just like sitting in this like carpeted hallway, just like waiting, and we had this super cute like Japanese exchange student, um, and whatever happened, she was talking about how she used to do ballet, and she was like, "Oh, I used to get this like massage done," and I don't know what happened, but she was like, "I'll show you." So she was like, put your leg out. So like I'm lying on the ground or sitting on the ground, stretched out my leg and I'm wearing like school pants. I don't know if you guys had like school fucking uniforms over here, but like, yeah, I mean, they, they exist. Yes, for sure. My, my mm-hmm. old high school actually like recently switched over to uh, yeah. uniforms. 
But yes. So like the weird like school uniform slacks are also very like boner amplifying, like hugely, which is not great mm-hmm. as a young boy. I was probably like 15 or something at this point. I don't know. Um, and so she starts like giving me this massage from like knee to like upper inner thigh, like very upper inner thigh. And the one good thing is that like it was an agonizing, like it really hurt. So like what she's doing, she's like, oh yeah, it's meant to like rip the bone, rip the muscle off the bone and like help you be more like flexible or whatever. But that did nothing to me as a, as a young man. So like, thank God my dick was going the other way or it would have literally poked her or she would have come across it. Maybe mangled it because it was a pretty sore massage. And I was just like, there's nothing I can do. There's nowhere to like hide. And like the only kind of benefit was that like I had my left leg kind of like up and it's like it just kind of like squirreled away in the folds of my trousers. And I was like, this is this is the nightmare. You're trapped. But no one really called me on. It wasn't that thing. I just panicked internally the entire time. Yeah, 100 percent. Oh, like you, you got you got a spicy boner story. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, there was a time I was uh, I was going to my high school girlfriend's house like every weekend. We would like every Saturday night. We I would go over to her place because she had like a finished basement that we would watch a movie in and like make out and kind of like, you know, do mm-hmm. do teen things. A lot of over the, the finishing rubbing. basement. Um, <laughs> uh, and I got along very well with her parents. Like I, when I would come in, I would usually have like a pretty decent, like 20 minute chat with her in. Yes. Um, you know, I would talk with the parents and, and blah, blah, blah. And we got along well. So there was a night where we were like fooling around and it was getting like pretty hot and heavy considering, you know, where we were and, and how open the basement was. Like all the parents had to do was walk past the stairs and they would be able to see what we were Mm. up to but the her dad was like had like someone just dropped something off but wasn't able to help him in with it It was like a big old fucking table saw or some shit Mm -hmm. um and he was just like oh hey dane come come give me a hand bring this table saw in and we were just like uh uh and i just had this you know just raging teenage boner the best thing about boners for those that haven't had one is the more you think about them the less they go away which means when Mm -hmm. you want them to be gone they're like oh you want to stick around you want me i'll just i'll just hang around a little bit more and you're like no the terror the awkwardness everything why are you here it's like you're thinking about me i'm like i'm like a magic spirit that like you're giving me power by by acknowledging my presence they will not go away if you're thinking of them so i remember being like I, i stood up and i was like is it obvious and she was like yeah it's fucking obvious and then she tried to like push it down and i was like don't touch it <laughs> like because yeah. we hadn't uh we hadn't done like any actual like hand on dick stuff so the, that was the first time she had actually like touched my dick but it was like her sort <laughs> of like stroking hey, my time. dick trying to like push it down i was like hey can you fucking not do that whenever i want to go hang out with your dad <laughs> yeah thankfully it was I was like a scene scene kid and it was the early 2000s. So I had a very large sweater that was just long mm-hmm. enough to sort of to cover the situation. And he was already carrying the thing. Mm-hmm. So I was able to like get in Carry front it right over. And then it's like yeah. it actually probably worked as a support too to help you. So in the end, the dad thought oh, you were a little stronger than you were. I could have carried that thing by myself. Let me tell you, I was pretty much a one man trolley. You could have just put it on there and wheeled me off. Um, so it was, it was very nerve wracking where I was like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> the, I've had a girlfriend's dad is going to have to look just, just dead. eye stare at my dick. I've had a lot of like 
just, you know, close encounters of the boner kind. But I got away. I was, I was like a boner ninja, like, you know. And that's the thing. It's like you learn to, like, to work it in the space that you have. You know, you know how to do the, like, the old pocket shuffle if it's a if you got jeans and, and they're going, you know, down the leg more than, like, you know, you can, like, move them around a bit and, like, you know, make your jumper go down a little bit. Like, hoodies, again, I was a little rocker kid, so I had those big hoodies with, like, you know, that one big pocket in the middle. Put your hands in there and oh, yeah. the pocket goes down and no one sees your bone. You know, um, maybe always try to flirt with them when you're sitting. It's way easier. Hey, to hide There you go. Yeah. If there's a table, um, put a pillow in your lap and lean on it. I know a lot of people used to do that. The pillow trick. Oh, yeah. The, very obvious oh, in a way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pillow move was instrumental yeah. to like the high school teenage parties. Absolutely. 100%. I like, think pillows every were Every dude was rushing to the love seats to get a get a grab of one of them pillows. Yeah. So, again, this all matters it could be anywhere, right? If you're a kid, listen to kind of what we've said. If you're an adult, you know, if you're talking to someone, if you're flirting, like if you've kind of reached a point, it's like they're not going to be weirded out that you're the boner. You know what I mean? Because there's also like when you're a kid, there's that shame of – I remember the first time I fucking made out with someone and I – it was at a, like a fucking water park uh, and we'd gotten into like changing rooms. So we were like in a secluded like area we're making out. She's in a bikini. I had just changed into my jeans because I was leaving. And I remember being so thankful that I didn't have my swim shorts on because it just would have, again, been the most obvious thing in the world. But it's like I was making out with this girl. I don't think she would have fucking cared if I had a boner. But like the shame and fear because I was like, oh, she can't know, which is insane. Mm. So it's like I'm worried that this question comes from that level of like still ashamed of your boner and not a because I'm hoping it happens at a point where it's reasonable so it's like if if you're flirting with some you're and you're like on a date or whatever there are certain times where like having a boner is okay and feeling that shame is bad or like you sh- you can work through it and be all right but i'm worried without context to say this and have this person just proudly walk up to people rock hard and, and harass them like that scene from anchorman yeah exactly that's you know just tipping stuff over so yeah i think we've kind of like you know cluster shot at a lot of advice out it's probably enough. You know, I'm going to say something real quick. It does say prevent, but then it also says obvious. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think you can prevent your boner. You can prevent it by being obvious. Just don't wear sweats. That's the number one. Yeah, absolutely. Don't. If you're wearing sweatpants, you need to stop immediately. Any sort of loose fabric, tearaway pants, workout pants, anything like that, no. Mm-hmm. Get them out of here. Sweat shorts, no. I remember there was a time in drama class, one of the guys was wearing those like Adidas tearaway pants, and uh, we were doing... We were doing scenes from Romeo and Juliet, like the final, like with the this kiss I die. Play. I mean, when you're pretending to kiss cute girls in drama class, no, it's know, enough I for know. any teenage boy. Um, and like I, like the boy, the man fucking made a tent in his pants, and like he was lying down because he had just killed himself, and she did <laughs> the like with this kiss I die, or like on the lips, yeah. you know, when she kisses the poison off him. Uh, and just, uh, uh, fuck man, RIP. The rigor was very mortis. Yeah. This comes from Reddit user Sumferatu. Did I, 18-year-old male, go too fast? Uh, my parents have given me a little bit more privacy this year. My bedroom is connected to my brothers, so I'm not allowed to have girls in my room, but they're still pretty cool about us being in the basement. On Saturday night, we were watching movies down there. She ended up halfway lying on me like I was sitting upright and her head was on my shoulder. My hands were just in my lap. Then she moved and put my arm around her lower back. I was kind of just rubbing her back and decided to go for it and rest my hand on her ass. 
She seemed down, and I was literally just moving my hand up and down. Again, still cool with that. Came kind of close to her vagina, but just from the back, but didn't actually touch it. No big deal. The minute I put my hand on her ass under her tights, she freaked out and got up. I don't get it, and she kind of cut and run from the whole thing immediately. Like, just sitting next to me with her arms folded and not wanting to talk about it at all. She didn't respond to any of my texts after that. Then I saw her this morning, tried to talk to her about it, and she kind of brushed it off and asked if I wanted to hang out again on Saturday. I said, yeah, but now I don't know because I'm so confused about what I did wrong. Man, I wish we had more context because, like, are they dating? Have they kissed yet? It seems like from what we've gotten, it seems like a weird move to go like, you know, hand on ass over clothes is like a flirty step. Which presumably mm-hmm. would then lead to a kiss. Like that's that's pretty much like the I what the fucking seduction is like Kino or whatever. Where it's like, is that it? I don't know. I don't really know their terms. So it's like you've kind of gotten like like it's a good sign that you're touching them and touching them somewhere like you know risque. So that's probably like a green enough light to like progress to the next step, which isn't to just try to fucking touch their vagina. You know what I mean? I don't think that was like even his because he was saying like he was saying he had his hand on her ass. And then almost touch her vagina while having his hand over her clothes, like from behind. And then, yeah. and then he put his hand down under her the skirt leggings, but yes, onto her ass. So I don't know if he's still trying to, but what you're saying is correct. I think the, the act from going over clothes to, you know, under her clothes or uh, down her pants is, is a pretty jarring escalation. Yes. Especially if like, he seems to think it's a very big deal to have had his hand on her ass at all which means he's new to things. She's probably new enough. And they're also new to each other. But they never mention like kissing or making out or anything like that. So it's like, yeah, dude, you skipped from like step two to step like, I don't know, six, seven, eight, like depending. Like you don't just let's like, all, she was probably like, right now. No. Okay. Uh, step one, basement movie. Step two, touching somewhere risque above the clothes. Step three, kissing. Step four, kissing while on each other's laps. Step five, touching the titties but above the clothes. Step six, fingering them from behind like he's trying. Okay. Just double checking. <laughs> just- <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely don't want to like say there's steps because like there isn't rules for this shit. But at the same time, there kind of are. And rule one is like you don't just finger someone before you kiss them kind of deal. So it's like, yes. I will say you have gone too fast. You know, you got excited about what you're doing, but it's like you'd kind of reached the threshold for where you were at. And it's like the next step was probably like kissing again, unless this happened. He just didn't mention it, but it feels like someone so excited about touching a butt over clothes would probably have mentioned if they start fucking making out. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's the the funny thing is, is he seems to have clocked that and then tried to talk about it and wasn't able to um which i think you need to if you want to pursue this person as someone that you're going to potentially sleep with or do whatever with you need to really sit them down and be like hey i understand that i might have crossed the line uh last time we hung out but i would like to talk about it and make sure that we're on the same page about how to you know talk about consent and how to talk about like when you're not comfortable to let me know And I will, like, here on out, be sure to check in with you about these things so that I don't do it again. And I think you really need to, like, drive that home early on. Because, one, if this is sort of, like, your guy's first sexual experience, it, one, sets the tone for how you want to conduct yourself 
in a in a relationship and two will hopefully set the standards for how she expects to be treated as well because someone who shuts down like this might have been with people who were very pushy in the past and if she finally gets a partner who's willing to talk about consent and who's willing to listen to her concerns and is is actively trying to open that conversation that might be you know a, a gold standard in which she now considers like the bare minimum so even if you guys don't work out in the long run even if you guys just fool around a little bit in high school or college or wherever you are right now this might be a great experience for both of you to understand how to like move forward in sexual relationships do we get their ages they're 18 oh uh, okay okay cool i was like man i want this to happen, but I don't think 13, 14 year olds are going to have that conversation, which again is something we hopefully will change through this podcast and through all you wonderful people just pumping positivity out into the world. I feel like 14 and 13 year olds would. I feel like young people now have a far more literate or like like sexually literate than we ever were because they have one, Mm -hmm. they have shows like Big Mouth and they have shows like Sex Education, where even if they're state funded you know sexual education is failing them in a lot of the world and you know canada and the us included there ha- there is there's resources available to them that sure as fuck wasn't available to me like Very i true. always understood consent but i d- i couldn't put a word to it it was more of like a general decency thing which mm-hmm. sadly not a lot of people have as opposed to like a firm like concept and term and like yeah i think being able to see it in like positive role models in a very non-didactic way such as like sex education big mouth etc would have been wonderful for all of us growing up and to be fair like our tumblr following they're all quite young so i assume they're all very sexually literate as yeah, well the- the kids love Tumblr. The kids are all right. And I think in a large part because of our famous Tumblr. Um, if you can find it, we're oh, not yeah. on Tumblr. We're actually on Tumblr 2, which is the new TikTok. It's mm-hmm. three second videos with just it's audio. Tumblr 2, TikToker. Tumblr 3, TikTokist coming soon. <laughs> to talk, TikTok too furious. TikTokerist. TikTok too furious. But yeah, you're 18. And it's like, look, I get it. You're excited about what you did and you want to go for, like further. But it's like you were kind of disrespectful by like jumping too soon. And it's like that person probably felt like you didn't give a fuck about them, but you did give a fuck about their vagina or like their their butt or whatever, like their physical assets without like putting in any work or communication or like consideration. You know what I mean? It's like you jumped too soon for sure. So talk to them. If they want to hang out, it means you haven't burned a bridge yet. But like- You know, you're old enough by a long margin to be like, hey, uh, I'm sorry. I feel like I made you uncomfortable last time. Uh, Do you want to talk about it? You know, and she just says, oh, yeah, you like push the bound or and if she's like too shy or it and you'd be like, I just felt like I pushed the boundary and I just like I don't want to do that. You know, I I like you. I'm really attracted to you. And like, blah, blah, blah. She's not going to be upset about that. And if she is, then great. Find somebody else. I mean, that might also be something where it's like this could be a, a warning sign for you that perhaps pursuing a sexual relationship with someone who refuses to talk about their comfort levels, to refuses to talk about like how they want to express consent with you. That sounds like a nightmare. And that sounds like a really problematic and toxic situation to be entering into, especially if you seem to be actually willing to discuss these things. If someone is just going to put you in, you know, the the guest zone in which they refuse to sort of express how they're feeling and you just have to guess all the time, including on things like consent might not be worth the trouble. 
Yeah. So if you have this conversation and they like aren't willing to engage, that might well be a sign that you shouldn't continue this relationship. But you should have this talk and try to like I don't again, there, there's no real rules, but like at the same time, things do progress in a certain way. And it's like you're not going to fuck someone before you kiss them, presumably, especially when you're this young. Right. And especially if you like care about them in, in a way that's more than just sex. So don't jump hurdles that aren't even there yet. You know, don't take shortcuts. Respect people. All right. Also, throw on Stardust. <laughs> uh, it's your turn. Uh, it is. This is a question I really like because I feel like it was written by Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai. Yeah. This is by Banished From All. Why are guys seen as cool or more masculine or even attractive when they're not swayed by lust slash a woman's beauty? Sorry if this is not the right place. Guys are usually seen as cooler and respected and envied by other guys, and they have lots of sex with women, especially beautiful women. However, I've noticed how guys are also seen as cool when they show they're unimpressed by a beautiful woman and their feminine wiles. For example, there's an animated show called Fillmore, and in the comments, a lot of people are idolizing this guy and saying, he ain't no simp. Then there's a news story on YouTube where an adult woman texted the underage boy she wanted to have sex with him. The boy replied with, I don't care, and he fell asleep after a lot of the commenters were praising the boy and saying he ain't going to be no simp when he grows up and laughing about the boy's response to the woman. There are just a few examples, and I've also seen situations like this in real life as well. What happened to guys banging hot chicks and being glorified for it? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's definitely, oh, it's, definitely it's some almost, Johnny Lawrence energy. It feels like some kind of like weird like alternate way to promote the show or they have fake yeah. accounts of all them, but I don't think it's true. I would love to know if this is like a freshly divorced, like 50 year old man. Yeah. I'm kind of confused as to like what really the question is, is like, why, why don't we idolize the like womanizer anymore? As opposed to like, why, why are we worshiping people who aren't throwing themselves at women? Is that like the, I feel like he seems to, or he's saying that people are still respected and cooler if they have sex with women. I guess he's confused that people are also seen as cool if they're unimpressed by women. I think for him, the idea of being a simp is confusing. Right. And like we've already talked about how simp is a terrible word, especially if you use it to refer to someone that is currently uh, lusting after you because simp stands for, what is it again? Like idolizing mediocre pussy. Oh, sucker idolizing mediocre pussy, which Mm -hmm. if you're a woman and you call a man who's lusting after you a simp, you're referring to your pussy as mediocre. Now, like, of course, I agree. But on the other hand, I feel like it's just taken, like, it's such a term these days. You know what I mean? That, like, I don't even think most people know what it ever stood for. No, it's used, I don't like, think the... everywhere. And the meaning itself is usually nothing to do with the woman and all to do with the man. Yeah, it was quickly co-opted from guys trying, like, you know, the seduction bros trying to mm-hmm. belittle men who actually put an effort to... And it's quickly co-opted by people making fun of people who like tried really hard, which were mm-hmm. ironically, usually the seduction boys. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. It's like, I've seen obviously the term itself problematic, but like I've seen a lot of people simping and it, it ain't great. <laughs> the question here is like, what is that? Like what, where's that line? Maybe where's the delineation between being this proactive fucking whatever, or just being like a simp. I mean, I think it comes down to like self-confidence, right? Mm-hmm. It comes down to knowing your worth and when you're actively pursuing someone who might have mutual interest with you as opposed to pursuing someone 
who's repeatedly shown you nothing but disrespect or no interest or hasn't reciprocated any of the energy that you've been putting in. I think that's where it comes down to. If you're constantly chasing after someone and every time you ask them out, they're like, no, maybe next week. No, maybe next week. It's like, eventually at some point in time, you're going to have to be like, okay, I've put in the effort. If they want to hang out, if they actually want to hang out, they'll message me. And if they don't, then I'm, I'm not wasting any more energy on this. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of like the, because like I would, I respect people who aren't going to chase someone forever. I, I feel bad for the people who think that constantly commenting on people's Instagram posts is going to eventually, they're going to look and be like, oh, wow, he left three heart emojis. I'm going to DM him and see if he wants to fuck. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. And even then, it wouldn't be like that. It would be, oh, they've left three heart emojis on every picture I've posted for the last three years. He did it. That was the limit. You know, I've been, yeah. I've been counting them. Now he's reached that, you know, and that's the thing. I think it's like, it's self-respect. It's like people, and it's actually like, obviously again, same super weird term and all that shit, but like this criticizing of what is objectively toxic masculine behavior is itself quite positive. They're telling people to stop with this unending chase, to stop like this weird, like self-debasing in the face of like, no kind of like participation, right? It's like if it's all one-sided and you just won't quit it and you're kind of like pathetic, it's a thing to be totally stepping away from. And I'm glad that people are doing it. The problem is, and the danger of like that mentality is that you then will have people who try to like weaponize it of being like, oh, people are into people who have self-respect, but it's not self-respect. It's actually not not giving people the time of day. It's playing hard to get. That's not being, mm. it's like, you know what I mean? And then we get the whole obfuscation of, you know, a whole new layer of toxic masculinity of people being like, oh, in order to be desired, you have to make sure that you put no effort into your relationship. Yeah. If they want you, you know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's that horrible goddamn spiral of the second we, we like crack open one nut, Someone else is like, ah, but there is an even smaller nut in that one. Yeah, well, I think it's like when we were growing up, like the term whipped, right? Mm -hmm. That's now simping, I guess. So it's like you're going to have people be like, oh, he's fucking whipped when they're just legitimately being a decent partner or like, oh, this guy's a fucking simp. And it's like, no, he's just being nice to someone, you know? Yeah, you're right. There's always going to be people who swing so far that like they think any kind of consideration is simping. I mean, look, look how like negging progressed. There is something to be said about having like flirty banter in which you're kind of like mean to each other in a joking Mm -hmm. way. And then seduction rolls in and it's like, you got to treat women like shit. Insult their shoes. Well, tell them their hair looks was bad. That, <laughs> it's like, well. Did negging ever start that way? Because I thought negging was always very specifically like you insult to like draw them in or whatever. I think its origin started from like, if you like pretty much literally anyone I've ever been romantic with and that I've met like without previously knowing like anyone I've met at a bar, I will definitely Mm. tease them about things. You know what I mean? The same way, like if someone orders a fucking, uh, you know, Jaeger and Sprite at a bar, if a Mm. woman orders that next to me, I'm going to make fun of them from it because that's disgusting. And like, (laughs) that's, that's not negging, you know, that's, that's fun banter. And I think seduction and pickup artists noticed that that was, that was successful because it's a fun, like, way to like break the ice mm-hmm. and a fun way to sort of like let your guard down and kind of you know haha i'm gonna i'm gonna poke you back um, they just and they were like it massively yeah it's negging you have and to insult the point them. i'm look 
Because, like, yeah, if you look from a distance, I just insulted her drink choice. And it might not go well. Maybe. You know <laughs> what I mean? Depending on the person. Um, yeah, but so it's, like, it's a Jaeger from a spray, bystander, they do deserve it. They do deserve it, 100%. But from, like, you know, someone who's clueless on how to interact with human beings, from from their point of view, watching, it's like, oh, that man just insulted her. And now they're talking. So that must be the way to do it. And I feel like this is how it's going to sort of like backswing with simping where people are going to be like, oh, women don't want simps. So I have to put no effort in. It's like, well, okay, your go, I guess. Yeah, I guess like for anyone else confused about what's happening here, it's like like people are just debasing themselves for possible gratification at some point, whether it be sexual or relationship or whatever. And it's like. They're people who haven't learned to take a hint and are then just unceasing and, you know, I guess pathetic. So it's like, yeah, of course they're being criticized for that. Like, there's nothing wrong with being nice to someone and, you know, but it needs to be reciprocated and it needs to be not this one-sided, like, eternal chase. So it doesn't seem like a mystery to me why people would not applaud men for that. All right, we going? Yes. I, th- I think this is this is kind of a, a long-ish question. Not really, but I think it's got a very, very short answer. Okay. Uh, this comes from Sparkly Butterfly. My guy friend, 20-year-old male, has feelings for me, a 20-year-old female, and I don't know what to do. I have a guy best friend, and a few months ago, he asked if he could kiss me. But I said no initially, but after a few weeks, I kissed him because I felt like it. But later, he started touching me at places I didn't want to be touched at. Even after saying no multiple times, he forced himself upon me. Yesterday, he told me he had feelings for me, and he wanted me to become his girlfriend because he said I was his dream girl, but I didn't want to say yes because he is really toxic, even in the friendship because he would tell me what to wear and not to hang out with the losers and try to control everything in my life. He would get pissed off at the dumbest things. Once I was on a video call with him, and he told me to strip, and I said no, and he got really pissed. I just don't know what to do. Somebody please give me some advice. P.S. He's my only friend in college, and losing him would make me a loner. Yeah, a loner's better than hanging out with this douchebag. Right? Like, he's a garbage friend, let alone everything else. And like, oh my god, there's so much wrong. The fact that you said no and he fucking forced himself on you, like, hey, that's a crime, you know? Yeah. The fact that he will tell you to strip and get pissed, especially when you guys are friends. Like, this is an always shit thing, but like... That would be a terrible boyfriend. You know what I mean? This is an even worse friend. Like, I don't. Yeah. The the idea of like asking your friend, like, I can't imagine being on a video call with my friend and being like, hey, take your clothes off. Like someone who, in which I've never had, you know, any, mm-hmm. there was no like romantic or whatever. I mean, I guess they kiss, but like that doesn't give you permission to do any of this. Um, also, we don't even know if that happened before or after. Yeah. It's, it's so bad. Also, can I just go through the, the like. Definitely shouldn't have kissed the guy. But again, it's like we're not we're not going to victim blame here. You know what I mean? Like he, no, she no, wanted no, to kiss I'm him. Just like yeah, I guess. I wonder why. Right? But, like she, okay, she wanted to kiss him. I I mean, like the dude is. I'm, I'm not I'm not victim blaming. I'm not saying she deserves these things because yeah, no, she I, did I, what she did. I'm just saying she should not have. Which I think we can all agree. This person yes. is not worth it. You're saying you're a loner. Do you think it's because he's telling you not to hang out with the quote unquote losers to keep you isolated so that you are his only friend? That's Hmm. the thing. He's legitimately manipulating you to the point where he is your only thing because presumably that's the only reason you're still fucking friends with him. That's like if you had the option to hang out with these people, when he's gone, you're going to have that option again. And I can tell you being by yourself is going to be immensely better than this. 
because it seems to be only escalating. And I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'm going to tell you right now, the likelihood of the second you say, hey, you're kind of a shit person. And I don't want to hang out with you or whatever. However means you end this friendship. Uh, he's probably going to say some stupid bullshit about you. Almost, I could almost guarantee you he's going to be like, oh, yeah, she blew me in the bleachers. Oh, yeah, she's this. She's that. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. As a means to hopefully further isolate you, because I'm going to tell you right now, this guy didn't like you stripping or didn't, you know, flipped out when you wouldn't take your clothes off for him. He's not going to like being told that you don't want to be his friend anymore. And he's probably going to do something fucking shit. So I would say be prepared for that. I don't know how, Mm -hmm. but like. Hopefully you haven't sent him any sexy photos or nudes or anything that he can weaponize against you. There's also, if there's like on-campus security, maybe let them know and be like, hey, I've been having trouble with someone. I'm going to be breaking off. You know, maybe don't necessarily mention him if you don't want to, uh, you know, exacerbate the situation. But letting letting a, a, an authoritative figure know that like, should the worst happen, you've got your bases covered. Mm-hmm. And like no harm getting their number if you live on campus or even for when you're on campus. Like I think what Dane's saying is in being prepared is always a good thing. Hopefully if it's university, like there there isn't that same kind of like intimate rumor mill network that like high school tends to have. So like mm-hmm. hopefully his ability to spread shit is, is going to be limited. But like just avoid him. Don't continue this friendship because again – even if for some reason you are completely alone for the rest of your university, you're going to be so much better off than being with this fuck. So go places he won't be, make new friends, and hopefully he will move on to some other victim because this guy is a piece of shit. Alternatively, that, sorry, that's an awful thing to say. I mean, hopefully he will leave you alone. I obviously don't want him to find anybody else and be awful for them. That came out so wrong. Um, alternatively, start making friends now. Go talk, go hang out with the losers that he didn't want you to hang out with and and hang out with them and and sort of like give them a heads up. Be like, hey, just so you know, it's like there's this shit dude who I'm probably going to end my friendship with uh, and might say some terrible things about me. You know, what I mean, like you might not have to go that heavy, but like certainly start amassing a friend group now before you do it. So that should he try to turn people against you, you've already got people who've got your back. But yeah, just, you know, be careful, but don't made stay in this awful situation because that's what as dane said he's actively doing you know what i mean he's manipulating you so you have nowhere else to go and no one else to confide in like he's trying to make himself your everything so that you kind of have to do what he says and stick around which is fucked but this person is a scumbag and you need to get out yeah he's literally using the like the uh, the abuser's playbook uh, yeah. page by page your safety and your mental health are paramount over everything else this person is not going to be good for either of those things so be safe but get away from them and that is going to bring us towards the end of the show but before we wrap up we like to jump on some online dating platforms like tinder bumble and hinge and peruse online dating profiles and figure out what works and what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable ready for ivy yes yes like the poison kiss emoji Voted most likely to ice you on the first date, you've been warned. Culinary industry professional works in the finest of fine dining, can transition seamlessly from dinner service to a date and back again. Slightly bratty, black coffee, white flowers, and love letters. Um, you know what? I, I kind of like this. I, I don't hate it. Uh, I don't think the only thing that really like pinged for me was kind of bratty. But oh, yeah, right. That uh, that could be so bratty is also like, like a, a kink, kink thing. Term. So that could just be a little sort of like tip of the nose kink sort of thing. 
I hope so. I worry it isn't. <laughs> but I mean, like, even if it's not, I don't think it's enough for me to like really be like, avoid this person at all costs. So I'm going to give it a six. Yeah, it's 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 not terrible. Although when they say most likely to ice you after having just meant poison or just mentioned poison, do they mean murder or do they mean Smirnoff ice icing? Who knows? I hope Smirnoff icing. Uh, I'll give it a six as well. This is Aaliyah, young, successful entrepreneur that learned to be more than one source of income after the pandemic took most of our jobs and salary cuts, living happily and more independently. Proud of my achievements made through hard work and also working smart through innovation, smart apps, and also real life investment and shares that generate healthy revenue. I'm young. I'm financial free. I'm independent woman, decider of my life. Don't we all want the freedom that comes with multiple sources of income? This is a fucking crypto bro pretending to be a girl to get you to invest in his Dogecoin. It's so fucking weird. I'm like, are you, are you making like a LinkedIn investor profile? Or are you making a dating profile? What the fuck are you talking about? I will bet you 100% this is just some way of like, oh, yeah, come join my crypto thing. Like, it's not a dating profile. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it is like a catfish sort of. Oh, 100%. It gets a one. Yeah, I'm also giving it a one. I like I'm not even like there's no doubt in my mind. This is some kind of crypto catfish thing. This is Rebecca. Is anyone else getting weird ads for like saran wrap on here? Someone normal, please talk to me. I have dogs. <laughs> That's an excellent question. I haven't seen fucking saran wrap ads. Also, a very strange thing to advertise on a dating platform. Like, yeah, I don't like that one bit. But I will say, is it really a, a good dating pl- profile? So I'm going to give this a three because there's nothing there that gives me personality. Mm hmm. I, yeah, it's kind of boring and I don't understand, like, is the most important or exciting thing about you that you got saran wrap ads? like And dogs? Like, that's, you have do- that's like, the other thing that's like... Okay. Like, I love dogs, but I'm not going to fucking hook up with someone to get to their dogs. That's the thing is, so, like, a lot of people do. So, like, I would rather go with the people who have personality and have interested me in in some way that also have dogs. If that's really, like, a, a, a deal breaker for me, is like, must have dogs. Yeah, I, I just like, don't understand. Oh, you're capable of telling me what ads you see. That's all I yeah. need. So yeah, it's so I'm giving it a super three. bland. Yeah, three because it's bland but not offensive. Yeah, uh, this is Caroline. Family stay together from this day to the end of our days. Fast and Furious. I have no fucking idea. Fast and Furious. Although it says families, and they don't, they only deal with family. Shit, yeah, there's only the one. Damn it, I was almost ready to like it. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be a fucking two. Because, like, not everybody has the luxury of having a supportive family. And also, that gives me nothing about you. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, Caroline. I'm sorry. Like, it feels like, at best, you're a little ignorant and, like, boring. Because this, again, is, is, there's, no, no. Mm -hmm. And we got E. Looking for a serious relationship. Communication, respect, and loyalty is very important to me. I can only date someone with a university degree with interest in working out and healthy lifestyle. I don't have kids, but I want to have them in the future as well as pets. I can't date a man who is divorced or has kids. I'm an extrovert. Love animals. 1.6 meters long. I am not religious, and I can't date a religious person. Politic, right. Only non-smokers. Thanks no to egoists, narcissists. Strange that they're not religious, but refuse to date a divorced person. 
Because, like, what other reason do you have I guess to not date someone? I guess, but how old is this person? Uh, 35. Yeah, you, you think you're going to find someone who's who's 35 that doesn't have baggage? And by that, I mean, like, who doesn't have traumas yeah. from previous relationships? Being married does not absolve you from, or not being married doesn't absolve yeah. you from from relationship-based trauma. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild. Also, like, it half reads like a job degree, or a job uh, description, like, oh, need someone with a university degree. It's like, really? Like, it's a really strange thing to base this on, because you could have a bullshit degree, you could have a very high degree, or you could have no degree, and there's probably not going to be any difference between the three people. I've met people yeah. who've never been to university that fucking rock. I know a bunch of people who have degrees who are dumb as shit. <laughs> so... Yeah, man. One of the smartest people I've ever met in my fucking life was a line cook that I used to work with at a sports bar. And he had he dropped out of high school. He was so fucking smart and also just like a really good person as well. So like the the sort of like random or, you know, arbitrary desire bullshit. I need a university degree for what? For what? Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be one as well. I love that instead of saying they're 1.6 meters tall, they say 1.6 meters long. That that yeah. was very funny to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like a two again. Uh, this is June. Looking for sexy, rich, well-endowed. I wonder if we can have some fun. Uh, it's actually January. <laughs> uh, that's it. Another joke Tumblr loves. Yeah, true. Uh, hey, let- <sighs> it's just super boring. It's like, great. Okay, cool. For me, June... You're asking for a lot. You're asking for sexy, rich, and well-endowed. And you don't know if we're going to have fun? You got to offer something, June. I want If I'm sexy, rich, and well-endowed, you better be like, we'll have some fun. Not like, <laughs> oh, I wonder. We might be able to. Maybe we will. It's like, sorry, June, what are you bringing to the table? If not the, the promise of fun. Uh, have you heard of the female dating strategy 666 approach? No. Is that just selling your soul to the devil? Uh, effectively, it's that the thing they put out where they're like, you should only date a man who's over six feet, makes six figures, and has over six inches. And like they got torn. It, it's still perpetuating itself in that hellhole of a sub. But uh, <laughs> everyone was like, are you are you insane? Like, one, you're like, there's very few people that would, are going to match that description. And probably none of them want you guys because you're the most toxic garbage people. Yeah, I feel like this is the kind of person that would want that. Uh, it's super boring and bland. And it's like, cool, you want that. But what about you? What about you? Do you have dogs? Yeah. Do you get ads for Saran Wrap? Let me tell I you, even their profile only had one picture and it wasn't it was just like of them from behind. No, no, like you have, you have no idea what they look like. Don't really know what mm-hmm. their body type is. So it's like, again, you're asking a lot and you're giving and really nothing, offering nothing. Yeah. So. Uh, that's this is gonna be my zero of the day. Yeah, I'll give it a one just because some of the others were pretty garbo as well. But it it is pretty garbage. This is Victoria, teacher, translator, tutor, graduated magna cum laude. Therefore, I consider intelligence to be immensely attractive. Oxford in the streets, Urban Dictionary in the sheets. Mommy raised me to be praised on my intelligence, not my appearance. I play every sport imaginable. I dance like Beyonce and cook like Betty Crocker. Likely the silliest girl you'll ever meet. I laugh a lot, mostly at my own jokes. Man, there are some things that I really like about this, and then other things where I'm like, I'm not sure. Also, isn't Betty Crocker like all all in boxes? 
Like, isn't that well, Lady Crocker thing? Is it all just like, or is it like, I guess I, I don't really know anything like, about the woman it's named after. Yeah. I assume they were like a cook and their food is the stuff. You know what I mean? It's like their brand isn't necessarily what they cook. I, I appreciate the confidence. I like the, like that sort of thing, but the constant bringing up of intelligence, intelligence and how smart they are and how yeah. like they need to be sort of like worshipped for this intelligence gives me some real strong elitist vibes that I don't love. I also feel like if you are secure in your intelligence, you don't have to mention it so many times in a dating profile. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's very weird. It's like if I was like, I'm attractive and as an attractive person, blah, blah, blah. Also, it's like I graduated. Therefore, I consider intelligence to be immensely attractive. It's like, okay, not really. Therefore, like you do or you don't. It doesn't matter how you graduated, you know? Yeah, it it really strikes me as like the people who want to like really be known that they travel a lot. And every second, like every chance they get, they mention like, oh, that reminds me of this one time when I was in Brazil. It's like, we get it. We get it. I used to work with someone who like, like lived in Jamaica for two months Mm -hmm. or something. And no matter what you said. It was like, it would oh, when I lived that. in Jamaica, it's like, I'm talking about fucking cutting lemons. Like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if this was anything, I think it would be a red flag. Like, oh, super funny. Therefore, I find humor. Whatever. I'm the funniest person you'll meet. Like, we'd be like, okay, we get it. Shut up. Um, mm-hmm. However, Oxford in the streets, Urban Dictionary in the sheets. That's wonderful. very good. That's, that's very, very good. So that's what I mean. that goes and, like, back the other up. thing. Of being like, oh, I'm I dance like Beyonce. It's like great. That's I like that confidence. I, I want you to feel like you're you're you know the pinnacle of whatever you are. Great, cool. But again, like the whole elitist vibe. I'm gonna put it at a five because I don't yeah. think it's enough for me to say no. But it stops what could be a very good profile from being great. Yeah, I would be hesitant, but curious. Yeah, you know, like it's not good to be kind of like walking on eggshells because I feel like I would be like I'd be waiting for the elitism, right? Yes, I'd be ready for like the eye roll if I said something or if I used a word incorrectly or if I, you know, said mm-hmm. that a, a place was in the wrong country. I I feel like or, I would get or the opposite, know, like, like the fear of having to be like, like you don't want to be that guy who's like actually that's incorrect. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be sure which way it would go. Probably both, you know, or just people who use big words for no reason, you know? Anyway, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, I think it would be middle of the road five, like a cautious approach. And that's going to be it. Uh, that's going to do it, friends. That is our show. Thank you very much for listening. If you have questions that you would like to send in and for us to answer, um, and let me tell you, I'd way rather answer your guys' questions <laughs> than, than have to troll through reddit to find them please head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com click the contact form fill it out you can choose your agent name we'll give you one if you don't uh we keep things completely anonymous so you can bear your souls to us and know that we will never let anyone know any of your secrets uh if you'd like to support the show same website fbuddiespodcast.com click the patreon link and uh join the show support us a little bit it helps keep the show running it helps let us do other things uh pursue other projects um and at the seven tier you get an extra episode every month called pillow talk um on the topic of other projects (laughs) (laughs) um we have a new show out called no quest for the wicked you can check it out at noquestcast.com it's a starfinder actual play podcast which is us playing essentially dungeons and dragons in space i tell the story nile and two of our very good friends are players in it and they are 
absolutely incredible. It's a lot of fun. We're just starting a uh, like a new thing where every week this month of February, we're releasing an episode every week instead of every two weeks. So now is a great time to to jump on the 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 no quest train yeah um like some people who haven't listened to D and haven't even played the game before have been kind of like reaching out and they're like pleasantly surprised that it uh ends up kind of like coming across more like a radio play than needing kind of any in-depth knowledge on anything else so it is essentially just like a narrative that's a little bit improv we roll some dice which can let me tell you really spice up the story when they fuck <laughs> us over dane's done an incredible job it's a blast uh and i think you guys will enjoy it and you get to meet two of our very close friends and expand your boy circle that sounds wrong either way come you expand it, your boy circle with us also we have a patreon if you want to go support us on that we would love that and you'll get extra stuff like pillow talk which i think did you mention i might go crazy you did, did just mention didn't you yeah, and I we're did. actually about to go record that now so we might be a little loopy because we've just going from one recording to the other that always knocks a few edges off we're loosed up mm-hmm. you know what i mean we're fucking yeah bendy we're flexible. So uh, if you want to see us all looped up and ready to go, <laughs> expanding our boy holes, <laughs> I'm going to stop. Why is it holes? That's, oh, shit. I'm Niles Spine. Should, oh, I, stop it. Thank our, thank our good boy. Oh, thank you, Tumblr. Um, we couldn't have done it without you. Uh, thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Do you have some bad sex writing for us? I do. And this one comes in at a review from a restaurant in Edmonton. Okay, unexpected. I want to read out this fucker's name, but I won't. Uh, So it's a one-star review, and they say, I saw one of the waitresses from here at the Canadian brew house tonight. Not professional to be attending other restaurants during COVID. Also, she ignored me when I tried to talk to her. Customers should be treated better, even when you're not at work. It's true. It is very, very true that if... Especially as a bartender, I know this. If someone I serve sees me out in the wild, I do have to continue serving them in whatever they ask for. Mm -hmm. Also, this person who skips from restaurant to restaurant, that's fine. But this person who works at one, how dare she go to a restaurant? How dare she? she? Not professional. I should be allowed to harass her wherever she is. Also, sorry, she didn't ignore him. She basically ignored him, is what he said. So I'm sure like... You know, a polite hello. She wasn't. Yeah, I'm sure it was like what you would probably do. In fact, probably more than you need to do to someone you fucking mm-hmm. served at your place once. So if the person who did this review is listening, fuck you, dude. Fuck you a lot. Yeah. You dumb shit. The fuck's wrong really with you? Suck. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niles Payne. We've been your fuck buddies. Go expand your boy holes. <laughs> <laughs>